The one who created us, called us, has given us a purpose and a mission is an awesome thing. To be able to abide with him, not abide as in go to sleep and he takes care of everything, but abide as in rest in his call, rest in his salvation, rest in his grace and his will for us as we go forward. If you have your Bibles or you're looking at a Bible on your devices, I invite you to turn with me in the Old Testament to the book of Psalms. And if that sounds familiar, that's because this is the fifth week in Psalm 51. Now, let me just say, go ahead and fasten your seatbelts. We're going quick. We've been looking at a call to renewal to be renewed, and it comes right out of this passage of Scripture as the psalmist wrote in Psalm 51 in verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit to renew a right spirit. And we've been looking at various things. And this morning, what we're looking at is the whole thing of forgiveness. That it's impossible to have renewal, renewal with God, renewal with each other without forgiveness. When I finished college... And I actually did finish it somewhere, filed away. There's a piece of paper that declares that to be true for those of you who can't believe I made it through. Now, you have to understand, I crammed four years into six years, but uh, I still made it. And part of making it through there was trying to pay the bills. And to do that, I borrowed some money from student loan individuals. Well, no individual, some nameless, faceless company. And I had been told that I had this two-year window after graduation before I had to start paying it. They said in really little print, but interest accrues during that time. But I didn't pay attention to that because I was a college student and what did I care? I did later. But the interesting thing is in that two-year period, we ended up moving and about year three, I'm like, you know, I haven't heard anything from them and I thought they wanted their money back. They did. I got a hold of the company and said, hey, since I moved, maybe you hadn't sent it to me. Just checking, you know, when do you want me to start paying this? And the person on the other end said, now get this, it's all paid. I said, what? They said, you don't owe anything. Your bill's been paid. I said, that is awesome. And I hung up. I'm just like, wow, how cool is that? And I told Jody and we celebrated. And what I came to find out is that was only a partial truth. The truth was my bill had not been paid. The company that originally gave me the money sold my debt to another company who paid them. 
So as far as they were concerned, I owed them nothing, but I still owed the whole bill now to someone else. They just forgot to tell me that. So imagine going from forgiven, taken care of, wiped out, owing nothing, to getting some angry calls and mail several months later saying, you owe all this money. And I called him up and said, no, I don't. They said, are you Dennis Owens? Are you da-da-da-da-da? They had all the statistics. And I said, yes, I am. They said, well, you owe this. And I said, no, I don't. And they said, what makes you think you don't owe this? And I said, because the company I borrowed it from said my bill had been paid. They said, yes, we paid it. And I said, thank you. (laughs) And I hung up. And they called back. And after a while, I realized I still owed it all. There had been no forgiveness. All that happened was my debt, what I owed, got transferred, not forgiven. What I've realized is a lot of us live that way when it comes to forgiveness. We don't accept it or give it. We just transfer it. We put it in a different category. We give it a different label. But here's the good news, bad news. The bad news is that transfer doesn't work. There's still a debt. The good news is God still forgives. Maybe you didn't hear that. God still forgives. I love this picture in Psalm 51, beginning at verse 7. It says, purge me with hyssop. That was simply a plant that was often used for ceremonial uh, cleansing. And it says, and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness and let the bones you have broken, my body, my heart that has been broken, let it rejoice Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. That phrase to blot out refers to the forgiveness of sin. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son to cleanse us, to forgive us, to wipe out that debt. 1 John 1.9 um, Let me get to the right place here. 1 John 1, 9 says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. To blot it out, this forgiveness of sin is to remove it, not transfer it. It is to erase it, not hide it. It is to obliterate it. I like that translation. Now, Imagine reading the verse this way. Verse 9, hide your face from all my sins and obliterate all my iniquity, my sin. Do you know another word you can use to translate for blot out? Annihilate. I like that word even better. It's saying that what God offers is to annihilate what we owe. I wish that loan company would have said that to me. 
Instead, they, threat, they threatened to annihilate me if I didn't pay. In fact, this forgiveness is defined as a release on the part of the creditor, whoever we owe, in this case, God for our sin, a release on the part of the creditor of any expectation that a debt will be repaid or that the offender will receive punishment for the offense. God forgives and does not expect repayment. See, when that first company told me it's been paid, that's what I thought it meant. But since it had been transferred, it was still owed. God doesn't transfer. He doesn't play games. And it says when describing the removal of the offense, it does not condone the behavior. To forgive someone is not to say what you did is okay. God never said our sin was okay. Nor do we need to say it's okay when someone has hurt us and we're forgiving them. It is not saying it's okay. I approve. It's saying that hurt and I still forgive you. Wipe it out. Not expecting anything in return. To have renewal, there must be forgiveness in fact, renewal is impossible without forgiveness. So let's quickly take a look at this. The good news is you are forgiven. Verses 7 through 9 of Psalm 51 declares that. John 3.16 declares it. 1 John 1.9 says, if you confess, he has already forgiven. In fact, he's already forgiven whether you confess or not. But you have a role in this. We'll get to in a moment. But you are forgiven. That's awesome news to realize that Christ has paid the price for your forgiveness. I hoped that first company that somebody had paid the price and they hadn't. It was just transferred. God doesn't transfer it. He obliterates it. He doesn't transfer it. He doesn't try to hide it. He doesn't pretend it's okay when it's not. He annihilates it. You are forgiven. Secondly, though, you have a part in this. Your part is to accept this forgiveness. I think we have more trouble with this part than any other part. To truly accept forgiveness because we know us. <laughs> we know who we were or are. We know what we've done or not done. The same is true in our relationships. To accept the forgiveness is so difficult. Verse 8 of Psalm 51, let me hear joy and gladness. Verse 13, then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. When there's an acceptance of this forgiveness. Now see, to accept the forgiveness includes accepting the cleansing. 
cleaning something is not always pain-free, is it? School is out. The kids are cheering. The parents are groaning. The teachers are collapsing. Summertime brings great activity, even more than normal, which is exhausting for parents of children, as well as grandparents sometimes. It also brings more dirt. Have you noticed that? The more activity there is, and it's even true of those of us that are older than children, though we may still act like it occasionally, that activity produces dirt. It produces sweat. It produces a need to be cleaned. Now, as adults, hopefully, we recognize that and do it on our own without having to be told we need to do it. It seems, though, that with younger children, before they begin to be as attracted to the others, they need to be told to be cleaned, upon which I recall our son, especially at about age eight or nine in particular, being told, why? It's like, because you're 10 feet away and you smell. Because you took your socks off and they stood up on their own. When I was in college, my freshman year playing ball, um, a few players on the team decided to have a contest to see who could go the longest without washing their practice gear. I may or may not have participated in that. I said I may not have. After a week, there were only three still involved. I may or may not have been one of the three. <laughs> After week three, there were still three involved, but one dropped out. That was me. <laughs> when I opened up my locker to head into practice one day, and my jersey stood on the bench, I decided I was done. The other two who will remain nameless, because you don't know him anyway, continued the process for the rest of the first semester. There came a point at which no one else on the team would do drills with them. And when it first started, coach said, what? No, go with, and I go, I'm not doing this drill with him, coach. You can make me run all you want. He goes, what's going on? And we go, they stink. And told what was going on, and he made them pair up with each other. And shortly after that, they decided to wash their clothes. <laughs> the whole point was, this was a situation where they knew there needed to be cleaning or cleansing, and they chose not to. And let me tell you, that first time of washing that stuff, after it's not been washed for quite a while, it needs to be washed again. The washing machine complained. See, the cleansing is not always fun, but it is necessary. We have to accept the forgiveness, which means we accept the cleansing, which means we have to acknowledge 
what's wrong. The dirt we've created and accumulated. But see, God doesn't spit it back. God doesn't try to hide it. He forgives. Renewal requires us also to forgive others. Maybe that's the hardest part. You see, in these verses, especially 7 through 10 in Psalm 51, talks about forgiveness and about a cleansing, and it also refers to our relationship with others. In fact, you can read all through the New Testament. It's referred to often that we are to forgive others just like Christ forgave us. I love the thought of forgiving others, but when I add in to do it like Christ forgave me, and I know me, that makes it a little more difficult. That unconditional, not expecting a repayment or even a thank you, forgiveness. But the beauty is that when it is, in, when it is offered, when it is shared, when we do forgive others, the change in us is incredible. And all of this, verse 17 of Psalm 51 tells us, all of this requires a broken and a contrite heart. The sacrifices of God, the scripture tells us, are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. To receive the forgiveness requires that broken heart. God's already offered. You are already forgiven. But to accept it requires us to acknowledge. Not to admit everything because we're not going to remember it all. But just that admission to God. Oh God, forgive me. That broken spirit where we recognize the hurt we've done. I remember on more than one occasion in a conversation with my parents and acknowledging wrongdoing on my part and seeing the look of pain on their face. One time in particular, I recall a phone call and I can still, and this was a long time ago, hear my dad's voice break. And I realized how much I had hurt him. Our Heavenly Father is offered His forgiveness. We need to accept and recognize what we've done. For you see, what this is, is this is a surrender, not a negotiation. You know, that first loan place that I called and they said it's been paid and I thanked them and then found out I still owed it. When I got a hold of the next company, I began to negotiate with them instead of surrender. Eventually, I had to surrender because it was my debt and I owed it. Too many times we're trying to do that with God instead of simply saying, oh God, forgive me. I don't deserve it, but forgive me. We have to surrender for there to be understanding and acceptance of the forgiveness. So I have to ask this morning, have you believed and accepted that you are forgiven?
we have a tendency to put exceptions on that. Well, he forgave everything but. No, he forgave. But it's interesting. I also have to ask, have you forgiven those you know you need to forgive? You don't understand what they did to me. No, I don't. But I know what's been done to Christ and he forgave. I know what I've done and he forgave. We need to know we're forgiven and then accept that forgiveness. And when we do, we begin to have the ability, not easy, we begin to learn to forgive others as we've been forgiven. After this week, we need to learn and remember how to do that. To forgive and accept the forgiveness we've been given. If I want renewal and a clean heart, if I want renewal and a right spirit, if I want a restoration of joy, I've got to accept his forgiveness and give it to others. Father, today, may you break in among us. Speak clearly to our hearts. And Lord, I pray that in this moment, that you would help each one of us to just ask you where we stand in our relationship. That if there's an area we haven't accepted your forgiveness in, show it to us and may we have the courage to admit it and accept your forgiveness. Lord, if you show us that there's someone or something in particular with someone that we haven't been willing to let go of and forgive, show it to us and may we have the courage through your strength to forgive them. Then we can have renewal. Then we can be restored. Then we can begin to live in the knowledge and the joy of your salvation. Lord, I pray that you would continue throughout this week to show us if we've accepted and if we've given. Give us the courage to do both. In Jesus' name, I ask these things. Amen.